Welcome to Listening with Limelight, a podcast dedicated to shining the light on self-awareness. Bi-weekly, I will share stories that make you think more about your character, feelings, motives, and desires. Join me for episode 11, where I want to address unloved languages. Ooh, so you know about love languages, but let's talk about when they clash because not everybody loves like you and not everybody wants to be loved like you. I'm your host, Akia, also known as Limelight. Hey, y'all. Hey, first up, did you miss me? I took like a one-month hiatus, completely unplanned, but totally necessary. So in that time, I had to step away and deal with some family things, some personal things, went on a vacay. And I was like, I don't know the last time I sat down to record a podcast. And I was like, girl, you got to get back in there before you be sitting back and be like, remember when I used to podcast? So this might not be my most polished episode. Mm, I don't know. We're going to see what happens here. But the most important thing is I miss y'all. I miss talking to y'all. And Here's my re-intro of just getting back into the swing of things. Now, this topic of love languages was not even, wasn't on my radar. But in the time that I spent away, I had what I would say instances where love languages just clashed. And I was like, man, if we all took some time to really be seated and rooted in what our love languages are, and had some more compassion and grace when understanding what other people's love languages are and most importantly why they are their love languages maybe relationships friendships hell situationships all of it will flow better so let's get into love languages now hopefully you're a little bit familiar with love languages i'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about you know what they are right because I'm, I'm here to talk about what, what happens when they clash. But love languages were developed by Gary Chapman, a counselor. I kind of remember in my counseling program actually studying um, some Gary Chapman work when we were talking about marriage and families and actually divorce. And he himself um, got divorced. So if you're holding true to these love languages, just know they came into play by somebody who's not even like, Mary no more y'all anywho okay so Gary made these love languages there are five of them so they are words of affirmation saying supportive things to your partner is how that's defined acts of service doing helpful things for your partner receiving gifts giving your partner gifts that tell them you are thinking about them Quality time, spending meaningful time with your partner, meaningful time with your partner, and physical touch, being close to and caressed by your partner. That's how they're defined. Now, each of us differs in the way that we receive love. Each of us differs in the way that we give love, and especially the way that we give love to our partners. 
Now, when I thought about these love languages clashing, and I'm going to tell you what my love languages are. I'm going to tell you what my partner's love languages are. And I'll also say that everybody operates in all of the five love languages. You just may be gravitating towards some more than another. And there are some that I just straight up am like, I, I could do without. So um, I saw a meme on Instagram that said, Somebody said your love language is based off what you didn't receive as a child and I can't stop thinking about it. So when I said before that not everybody loves the same, not everybody wants to be loved the same, think about your love languages from this framework of being in a childhood state and basing it off of what you didn't receive as a child. That is so deep to me when I think about love languages. And like I said, there are some that I could just completely do without. And when I think about how I interact with my partner and my close friends, it gives me a whole nother level of respect for their love languages, not just mine, but for their love languages. So I will start with my preferred love languages and I'll talk about my partners a little bit and then I want to talk about love languages and friends. So my preferred love languages are acts of service, again, doing helpful things for your partner. If I have had a long day, please make me some food. Please send me some food. Y'all have heard me talk about loving flowers before. Um, I like to be served. I am of service to my partner, my family, my community service is, is huge on my list. Uh, it probably also doesn't help that I like to dine out more than, than to cook, but I like to be served, right? And so that is one of my top two. The other one is receiving gifts, giving your partner gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. For me, this doesn't necessarily have to be a huge gift, but something definitely <laughs> meaningful. Sometimes people give me gifts and I'd be like, what the hell would you think? Like, what am I even? I just put it in a box of like, not finna use this. But so like meaningful and thoughtful gifts. So those are my top two. One that's kind of really in the middle for me is quality time. Ooh, okay, this is probably because I am a little bit more introverted than people know. I am an extrovert, but I, I like my quality time to myself and I have spent a lot of quality time by myself. So if I spend time with you, it just can't be for the, the sake of linking or just being in the same room, things of that nature. Like it, it has to be meaningful. And I also don't necessarily need to have quality time in groups. Um that looks different for people. Some people like to be in group and community and some people like to be one-on-one. -on -one. I am more of a one-on-one -on -one quality time person. It's just less energy that I have to take in and sift through. One that I really don't like at all, y'all, is words of affirmation. I struggle with words of affirmation because they are just words to me. It is just, it's just words. It probably doesn't help that I was in a decent amount of relationships where people said words to me or things to me that did not come to light fruition that were not true and so sometimes when people are like you are the most beautiful or you are the most gifted whatever like it's not that I just don't even believe those things it's just definitely going to take more than words for me to counteract that I have cards with affirmations I have people send me affirmations I just had an affirmation app on my phone but by day two it got on my nerves so pray for your girl when it comes to words of affirmation, 
um, and saying supportive things to your partner and even receiving that from people because it's just it's just not my jam. Then there's physical touch. Had to pause. It's low on my list, right? Um, I know why it's low on my list. I, I love to be um, intimate with my partner, so I won't know nobody think like I'm in a touchless relationship. That's not it. But that's the thing. Like we have to really have a close relation relationship. And I don't mind hugs and all of that kind of stuff. But you've heard me say in other episodes, like, just to, like, sit up and slap my knee or touch my hair or whatever. Like, I literally struggle to not punch people. I'm just not that type of person. And I know what what that's rooted in. But for me, it's just you cannot express the love to me via physical touch. It just is not going to do anything much for me. Um, it's, it's an added bonus in relationships, but it's, it's just not a number one thing. And... I believe they say that like physical touch is always high up there for men. And so um, when you have had unwanted touch, it makes it harder to come into accepting physical touch, at least for me. So again, my top two are acts of service and receiving gifts. Now my partner, my handsome partner, guess what his love languages are, y'all? Words of affirmation is number one. Oh, my goodness. And then the second is physical touch. I think he's probably same like me in the middle with um, quality time. We definitely enjoy it. We are in a long-distance relationship. Well, I mean, I would say in a distance. There's distance in between us. We're in the same state. But at any rate, he is, you know, big on the, like, good morning, beautiful, um, and, and truly meaning it, though. And just a lot of affirmations. And when we first started dating, a lot of memes and things throughout the day. And I had to get used to receiving that information. But it, I also had to know it's very important for him to receive that. So I have to take note and make sure that I am giving him what he needs to feel loved. Even though I have said sometimes, like, like these are just, just words to me. And so I, I think about when I go back to the meme saying that, our love languages are based off of what we didn't receive as a child. Um, and I'm like, you know, maybe he needed more words of affirmation. Maybe he needed more hugs. I'm not saying that like Bay was in any deficit in that area. But again, it gives me a whole nother level of respect to say like, let me love on you the way that you need to be loved. I was attempting to do that through my lens of how I feel love. So acts of service. And sometimes I would do things and he would be like, I, I didn't even want that. So we, we just had to, to come into how do you want to be loved? How do you need to be loved? And let me stop loving on you through my love languages. That has saved us from some arguments that has helped us have a better stream of communication. Because before I would be like, why are you not doing that? Why are you not doing things of service? Not to give him a pass and say, don't do them at all. But I'm just like, yeah, that's not how he, that's not how he wants to love on me. Um, in terms of giving gifts, he does give me gifts. He likes to give me um, huge gifts, large gifts, uh, fancy gifts, bougie gifts. And I had to get used to that because I'm like, well, the $4,000 that you spent on this, it could have been like a bunch of $40 gifts. Uh, but that's just, that's not what he wants to do. And so sometimes when I ask for things, he's like, well, I'd just rather get you a big gift. And he does. So again, when our love languages clash, it's just finding a way for us to make them work together. Really quickly, I want to touch on love languages and friendships, right? Because as I've stated, we often 
are loving on folks in ways that we want to be loved, not in ways that they have asked to be loved. So think about if you have had a clash with friends or disagreement or something, um, you argue in you try to hug, but they don't value physical touch. You try to say, oh, but you are a gifted friend and a kind friend, and, and, and they don't value words of affirmation. Um, start to get to know what your friend's love languages are. And from that deficit, knowing that they may not have received those things that they needed as a child, love on them different. I am not saying it is your duty to replace anything, but I'm telling you that you may be trying to love on folks in a way that they don't want to be loved on. And in order to stop disagreements, to stop resentment, to stop misunderstandings, take a step back. And also within this, think about what you missed out on as a child. I, I'm like, I think I got a decent amount of gifts as a kid, but I certainly probably didn't get a lot of acts of service. We were, I grew up poor um, and there was not a ton of service. Like we had the do, 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 do. And so I'm like, maybe this is why I lean more towards being of service and wanting service. So, yeah, think about what you missed out on as a child, but also extend grace for others when they tell you, like, girl, I don't want that hug. You don't have to buy me a gift. Quality time and friendships, oh, my God. Figure out what that means for your friends because for some of y'all, that could mean group. For others, again, for me, it's the smaller the group, the better the quality time is going to be. I just I don't need to be in a room full of 10 people or 30 people no more. Like, I'm not at that stage in life. There was a time where I thought I needed that. I don't. So figure out those things. Love on people they want to be loved. Love on yourself the way that you want to be loved. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Listening with Limelight. I know I said a lot about love languages, but this is just really my self-awareness around love languages. Know that the love languages that you gravitate towards to, you may really be doing so because of what you did not receive as a child. The next time you buy somebody a gift and they don't seem so appreciative, the next time that you go to hug somebody and they may seem a little standoffish, remember that may not be their love language. And what they really need is something that they did not receive as a child. If you can't provide that, just at least have respect for it. Please send this podcast to somebody that is loving on you in the wrong way. Let the people know. Also, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, if you like, I do like to receive gifts, you can hit the link in my show notes. Don't forget to follow me on IG at listening.withlimelight for more information about this podcast and for future episodes.